Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists news podcast for December 2021. This is our last news podcast of the year. As always with our monthly catch-ups, Derek Munn, the Director of Policy and Public Affairs from RCSLT, will be um, speaking about all matters SLT. And we're delighted to be joined by Ruth Sedgwick, RCSLT's Head of Northern Ireland Office, who will also be giving insights into what's going on there in relation to speech and language therapy. Hello. Okay, so maybe I'll start with Derek first of all today. Um, Derek, what do you feel are the big wins for the speech and language therapy profession for 2021? Thanks, Vicky. I feel like I need to be careful talking about wins and successes because we know it's been a tough year. We know that there's unprecedented pressure in the system and we know that both personally and professionally, we're dealing with a new variant and, and, and further restrictions right now. But we have got things to be grateful for. Um, And actually, a couple of things just in the last couple of weeks that are good news. The first is that we've finally made some progress on transparent face masks with an announcement by the Scottish government that a specific safety approved transparent face mask will be available with the NHS in Scotland. And we are hopeful that the The NHS in England will be following suit sooner rather than later. We also, in response to the ongoing petition we've had in front of the UK Parliament, have received a letter from the Minister in the Department for Education, Will Quint MP, and in that letter, on DfE headed paper, the Minister says that speech and language therapist has to have the right funding. Now, of course, you can debate what the word right means in that sentence, but for a minister at the DfE to talk about the need for funding for speech and language therapy is a big win. So we're really pleased with that as the year comes to an end. As I look back on the year, we've made progress with apprenticeships. They're now going to start next year. We did well with the Welsh and Scottish elections with getting things into manifestos, whether that was rehabilitation or inclusive communication. We had the big win with the Domestic Abuse Act uh, and the guidance to it, recognising speech, language and communication. Movement on early years, both from Public Health England and the Welsh Government. We've got recognition in guidance in learning disability, mental health and in respect of children in care. So there are a whole range of areas where we've moved forward. But I reiterate we know how tough it is out there right now. Thank you, Derek. And I guess as we look forward to 2022, what are the priorities that our members are beginning to raise, um, both for the profession and for those uh, they advocate for with speech, language and communication needs? I think it follows on from what I was just saying, Vicky. Area after area, and I mean that both geographically, but also in terms of clinically, whether everything from children's services to ALD, are talking about unprecedented demand. We know we've got waiting lists. We know we've got a backlog. um, We know that there are recruitment challenges where there's only short-term funding available. And those recruitment challenges are now being seen at all grades, five, six, seven. So this stuff is urgent. And supporting people locally with the challenges they face is going to be pretty high on my list as we move into 2022. Thank you. And I might just um, go to Ruth to sort of uh, ask what it's like in Northern Ireland at the moment. What are the key issues going on there, please? Hi, Vicky. Thank you so much for having me. Um, 
similar, I suppose, to some of the things that Derek has already pointed to. And um, we do have our upcoming elections, and I'll, I'll talk about that in in a moment. But some of the real key issues for us um, are just really coming back after such an incredibly challenging few years with COVID. But we've also had real historic underinvestment in our workforce, which is now causing serious issues for us. You will probably have heard on the news that our waiting lists here in Northern Ireland are among the worst in the UK. We have nearly a quarter of people here waiting for a first consultant appointment or to start treatment. Um, and we know that COVID obviously hasn't helped, but actually waiting lists have been an issue since before the pandemic. Um, we have seen sand pressures rocket. Um, they have really rocketed in Northern Ireland over the last five years at a speed that just was not foreseen. We have really long waiting lists for children to access assessments. Um, for example, autism here in Belfast, I know that there are over 2,000 children currently waiting, my daughter being one of them, for an autism assessment. And so there's huge pressure on demand also for special school places. We have almost a quarter of children in Northern Ireland with some form of special educational need. And this is hitting our speech and language therapy services really hard and they desperately need more investment in workforce. So workforce is going to be a really key area for us um, going forward into 2022. It's something that whenever we're meeting with our um, health and education committee um, MLAs, that we are bringing up with them. And it's something that's actually one of our key manifesto asks is real commitment to addressing our workforce concerns here. Another one would be uh, for us is safe staffing legislation. So this was a commitment back in 2019 by the Department of Health to introduce safe staffing. Um, and we know that the department are in the really early stages of exploring this um, with a range of professions, including AHPs and um, ourselves. Um, and we're going to be engaging with them in the coming months. We want to continue to push Communication Access UK. So that's something that we had have recently been doing um, on the first anniversary there um, in the middle of November. Um, and we had some media coverage on Communication Access UK on the radio. And we want to continue to really try and push that forward. Um, again, it's another one of our manifesto asks. We would love to see a communication inclusive Northern Ireland. And another one for us and for our members would be to continue with our monthly Twitter takeovers which have been really gaining lots of engagement and promoting discussion. Um, and so that's something that we want to continue to do. And just before I finish, a key thing for us coming in, in 2022 is going to be the reform of the health and social care system here. There is legislation passing through the Assembly at the moment to give this effect in legislation. And this is actually going to see the closure of health and social care board um, with the intention of more planning for local services given over to the locality groups. Now, don't ask me too much more about this. It's hugely complex, um, but RCSLT and I have responded, along with our other AHP colleagues, to the consultations around this um, and to the discussions. Um, and we are continuing to highlight that AHPs need to be represented effectively from the most senior strategic levels right down to the local group. So that's something that we keep saying to whoever will listen um, because we're just not sure what this is going to look like whenever the board does close and what the impact this is going to have on our members. So it's something that we are certainly keeping a close eye on um, going 
through into 2022. Great. Thank you, Ruth. There's clearly a lot going on. And you mentioned, you touched on manifestos there, so that leads nicely into, um, so I understand there are uh, elections coming up in Northern Ireland. Can you tell uh, listeners a bit more about those, please, and the impact on speech and language therapy? Thanks. Absolutely. So as Derek knows, I am not a political expert, but I have definitely learned a lot from our wonderful policy officer, Vivian, over the last five and a bit months that I have been in post. So this is going to be my take in a very jargon-free way. So the elections will take place in May 2022 when 90 members of the Northern Ireland Assembly will be elected. So we have two um, largest or the two largest parties, I should say, um, in Northern Ireland at the moment are the DUP, the Democratic Unionist Party and Sinn Féin, with DUP having one more seat than Sinn Féin in the last Assembly election, which meant that they therefore took the post of First Minister. So there actually has been some speculation that Sinn Féin might be in a position to overtake DUP as the largest party in this election. But latest polls are showing DUP beginning to rebound some support and actually Alliance Party making some gains. So we are just going to have to wait and see what happens. In terms then of RCSLT-NI and the upcoming elections, as I've already mentioned, we have produced our three manifesto asks. Um, And these were agreed upon by the members of our hub forum. So the three key areas for us, as I touched on, were CAUK, workforce, and the third one being early years and SEN as a big priority for us. And in all of my current meetings with the various MLAs and members of health and education committees, we are talking through the relevant asks. We also plan to send out hard copies to our members so that when um, the local canvassing begins on the doorsteps they have these leaflets ready to go and to hand out so that they can um, present our asks. So that is what we are planning to do. Thank you. I should just add that MLA means a member of the Northern Ireland Legislative Assembly just for, for listeners. And the final question I think I probably posed to Derek is Thinking about next year, what what are the RCSLT's ambitions for 2022? Thanks, Vicky. The um, the Board of Trustees of the RCSLT met uh, just yesterday, actually, as we record, and signed off uh, the new five-year vision for the organisation and the profession and began talking about our specific plans for, for the year ahead. And alongside the things you would expect around funding and recovery from the pandemic, around excellence in clinical practice and being evidence-based around workforce development, there's going to be a focus in the period ahead on equality and diversity and on further move towards co-production in all aspects of what we do with people with lived experience of communication and swallowing needs. So the work we'll be doing in the outward-facing part of the college reflects that uh, inequality and diversity We'll be continuing what we've done on anti-racism, but we'll also be working in particular around poverty, health inequalities to a greater extent in the period ahead. You'll see us on the workforce side begin to collect more data ourselves and use that data to be more effectively influenced at national and local level. Um, The health and care bill in the UK Parliament and the, the latest changes in England with integrated care systems and partnerships will continue to be a massive area. Uh, the, the bill had its 
what's called its second reading in the House of Lords this week around the general principles of the legislation. We had three members of the House of Lords make speeches on our three chief areas of concern, which are the place of allied health professions, the recognition of children's services, and rehabilitation. So all of those three are now have markers. And in fact, our Vice President, Lord Shinquin, uh, got us a meeting with the, the Minister to talk specifically about children. So that was a good result. We're still expecting um, legal reform on mental health in the year ahead, and also a justice strategy around neurodiversity. Uh, and then we'll carry on in a whole range of other areas, whether it's social care, whether it's long COVID. There'll be some specific stuff on Welsh language provision and bilingual settings in Wales, which we're pleased about. The reform of special educational needs and disability, the SEND reform in England, we are now promised for the first quarter of 2022, although we've been promised it many times. And then I would conclude by reiterating what Ruth talked about, CA UK, Communication Access UK, the communication symbol and standards and the, um, the associated training, which has been going from strength to strength. This week, we've accredited our second full NHS trust, the Communication Access UK scheme, and that will be a centrepiece of our work to promote the rights of people with communication and swallowing needs in the year ahead. So 2021 has been a tough year. We know that. Um, 2022 is beginning with challenges that we all know about, but we're also confident that we'll be able to do everything that we can to make things better for the profession and for the people we work with. Great. Lovely to end on a very positive note. Thank you very much, Derek and Ruth. Ruth, thank you for guest appearing today.